dedicated to the survival of American democracy in an increasingly dangerous world, this is Secure Freedom Radio with Frank Gaffney, acted as Assistant Secretary of Defense for International Security Policy under President Ronald Reagan, founder of the Center for Security Policy in Washington, D.C., the go-to man for defense and foreign policy issues, joined by the greatest minds in the security policy business, the special forces in the war of ideas at Secure Freedom Radio with Frank Gaffney. Welcome to Secure Freedom Radio. This is Frank Gaffney, your host and guide for what I think of as an intelligence briefing on the war for the free world. There are a few people I know who bring more intelligence to bear on the challenges facing the free world and do so more regularly and with greater effect than our first guest. He is a regular here, I'm proud to say, at Secure Freedom Radio. We're always delighted to have a chance to catch up with him. He is Gordon Chang, our duty expert on China, the Far East, and more. He has that distinction for an awful lot of other places as well, including Fox News and the great John Batchelor show on WABC, as well as the Gatestone Institute, where he is a regular, and Newsweek, where he is featured as well. He is the author of several important books, including The Coming Collapse of China, and you can follow him, as I do on Twitter, at Gordon G. Chang. It's great to have you, Gordon. Welcome back, sir. A lot to talk about, much of it informed by things that you've been writing recently. I thought I might start, Gordon, especially in light of the fact that we will soon have produced from the Captive Nations Coalition of the Committee on the Present Danger China, a new report about China's Belt and Road Initiative. And you've warned that as part of that initiative, or more generally, China's ambitions to establish a presence all over the place, we may soon have the Chinese People's Liberation Army Navy patrolling off the coast of New York. Tell us a little bit about how that could possibly be and its implications. As you point out, Frank, um, China has the Belt and Road Program, which was announced in 2013. And originally, it was just meant to connect uh, the east coast of China to Europe, but it's been extended to the rest of the world. And the rest of the world includes the Bahamas. Now, there are two Chinese-funded ports in the Bahamas, one in the Abaco Islands and the other in Freeport. Now, Freeport is about 87 miles east of Palm Beach. What we have seen in Sri Lanka is essentially that China take over, has taken over a port in Hambantota because the port was just... Uh, uh, uneconomic. It was, uh, from an economic point of view, it just never made sense. And so China, in a couple of years ago, took uh, not only a large equity interest, but also a 99-year lease in Hanbantota. And people are concerned they're going to turn that into a military base, um, because we have seen in Sri Lanka itself, for instance, the Chinese uh, submarine dock in the Colombo uh, in International Container Terminal, which is Chinese-funded. Well, there are two Chinese-funded ports in the Bahamas. Um, one of them is clearly uneconomic. That's the one in the Abaco Islands. The one in Freeport seems to be much too large for any uh, tr uh, cargo that could transit through the Bahamas. So that means that um, we've got to be concerned that the Chinese Navy will establish a permanent presence 87 miles east of Palm Beach. They have something else in mind. And it's not just you know, establishing a presence, is it, Gordon? What seems to be the purpose of all of this is being able to project power into other parts of the world, including, in this case, the Western Hemisphere, and 
as you've pointed out, in very close proximity to both the east coast of the U.S. and Florida, but also, I'm sorry to say, some very important submarine bases and operating areas and training areas for the United States Navy. So this is a serious development, and it's not the only one in the Atlantic, is it? Uh, you also warned about a possible, well, I call it an unforced error by the United States Air Force uh, further north in that important body of water. Talk about that, if you would. Yeah. In the Azores, uh, on the island of Tessera, is um, the largest field, which is shared by the U.S. Air Force and the Portuguese counterpart. Um, uh, Lodges used to be a extremely important base because it is enormously strategic. It guards the North Atlantic, also the mouth to the Mediterranean. Um, Air Force budget planners um, are making it a ghost base, and the Chinese want to establish and take it over. Um, Portugal, of course, uh, which is a NATO partner, doesn't want that to happen, but uh, because of the economic devastation on the island, they're willing to allow the Chinese to come in. Um, and it's not just the 10,865-foot runway there. It is also a port. Now, Lodges is closer to New York than Pearl is to Los Angeles. So that shows you the concern there. And it's not just Lodges. Um, General Stephen Townsend, the commander of U.S. Africa Command, has been saying that the Chinese are looking for a base on the west coast of Africa. They've been scouting locations from Mauritania in the north to Namibia in the south. So um, the, the Chinese want to make um, the Atlantic their lake. Yes, they're also seemingly positioning themselves to set up store on the possible power projection capabilities in Greenland as well. So it's, uh, it's not just a case of um, one or two places. It seems as though this is part of a, a comprehensive effort to be able to influence military um, strategic developments in uh, very distant waters indeed. Gordon, let me turn to another issue that you've also addressed recently in Newsweek, and that is something we've touched with you on from time to time, but uh, it's becoming more urgent by the day, namely concerns about China's pursuit of biological weapons with which it may seek to, among other things, depopulate places, uh, including our own country. Talk a little bit about this in the context of what we've lately been hearing about this Wuhan Institute of Virology, a part of its uh, illegal biological warfare program in China, and Dr. Anthony Fauci's role in facilitating and indeed underwriting some of the seemingly dangerous work on pathogens in that laboratory. Well, it appears that um, the U.S., uh, specifically the um, Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, which is one of the institutes at NIH, um, funded, uh, starting from fiscal 2014, um, research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology on bat coronaviruses. From papers that have been produced from that research, it's clear that they, uh, researchers there are using gain-of-function uh, techniques, which means essentially what they're doing is they're making pathogens more lethal, making them more transmissible, which essentially is a biological weapons program. Yeah, this is unbelievable. Um, Gain-of-function research was considered to be so dangerous that it could not be conducted in the U.S. The Obama administration banned it. So um, essentially Fauci outsourced this to uh, the Wuhan Institute. 
and um, this is something which uh, obviously we should not never have been doing. Um, basically, what we have done is we've created a pathogen which has now sickened uh, people around the world and killed 3.5 million people. Yes, and turned into, at the minimum, a proof-of-concept exercise for the Chinese Communist Party, if indeed it does fancy this idea of using biological weapons to eliminate hostile populations, and perhaps, uh, as you say in your piece, Newsweek, civilizations for that matter. These are deeply troubling developments, needless to say. Gordon, we have to take a short break. I'm thrilled that you're going to spend another segment with us, and we'll come back to this and much more, including uh, an interesting turn of events in Europe vis-a-vis China. What we ought to make of that, that and much more, with the great Gordon Chang, right after this. Visit us at facebook.com slash securefreedom with Frank Gaffney.